Hello, everybody. I don't want to hide behind that thing anymore. So I'm going to come out here. Hopefully that works out. And I remember everything I wanted to say. So uh, this is, uh, what, week four of the fall program. And we are doing uh, the book, uh, The Point of Power, by uh, Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck. Um, and uh, I've been asked to read or to talk about meditation today. And what I found was that John already did my talk. So I figured we could just spend 20 minutes in the silence. So how many of you meditate? You don't have to raise your hands, but you can. How many of you meditate? Okay, how many of you meditate every day? Not, not as many. I got, actually, I can't put my hand up, so I'm one of those that doesn't do it every day. So uh, my talk is focusing today on not just what meditation is, but what meditation isn't. So the, the, the myths of meditation. And uh, the first one that I think is pretty profound um, is that meditation is a spiritual practice. I'm sure there's a lot of you that are wondering what that really means. But John alluded to it in his uh, meditation that it's been around for centuries. There have been cultures all over the world that meditate for various and different reasons, and it's not always for a spiritual reason. There isn't always a, a God that they are looking to uh, transcend and get to. Um, it's that inner being within them and that awareness that they're going for. So we at Unity use uh, meditation as a spiritual practice, but it's not necessarily totally that practice. The other thing, the other, well, it's not the only other one, but the, the other one that comes to mind for me is that we have to do some kind of ritual or we have to set up a place in our home for meditation and, and we have to do it every day in the same spot every time. How many of you have time to do that? Well, not, not everybody raised their hand. That's good. Um, so I'm not alone. Um, we don't need to have those rituals, but we are creatures of habit. Um, as humans, we like to have things go in a certain pattern. That's why we like how our order of service is, and if we change it, people get, you know, a little antsy sometimes, like, you know, having the video um, singer instead of the video speaker. Um, we just, um, we, we like our routine. So it's not necessarily that you have to have a special place. Uh, when I meditate at home, I just sit on my couch. It's the same couch I sit on when I watch TV or read my books. Or, um, but I'm I'm focusing on something different, so it's not um, it's not necessarily the same. But it's that's where I do it most of the time. Now I did try to set up a space in my house where I would set up like a little altar, and um, I 
brought in a chair uh, to use, and I never sit in it. So that obviously didn't work out well for me. But I find that if I, it's the intention of meditation that drives me to do the meditation, not just um, having a place, a special place for, for that to uh, occur. Meditation is just relaxation. So medita- uh, relaxation is actually a, a benefit or uh, an effect of meditation, and it's a way to start getting us into meditation. So as we did already this morning, we had um, uh, John help us. Thank you, John, for making my talk easier. Um, um, we had a few moments where we kind of shifted our bodies and kind of checked in on ourselves and and looked at um, what um, what we had to um, let go of and what we maybe felt in our body. Um, so relaxation is part of meditation, but it's not the the whole reason for meditation. So. Um, the other thing that comes to mind for me right now is um, that I've heard, especially in our community, that prayer and meditation are really close. And, and Paul Hasselbeck does mention that in his book, um, that there is not so much of a difference, um, that um, usually we think of it as prayer is talking to God, and meditation is listening to God. But for those of you that know the Unity Five-Step Prayer Process, relaxation and meditation are part of those five steps, that they are part of what you're doing to get to prayer. So your meditation can be a prayer, and your prayer can be a meditation. And so that's why sometimes they don't seem too much different. I think it's just um, how we connect to that inner source within us that makes the difference. Uh, Because in unity, meditation is about a spiritual practice. So it is about connecting with that oneness, that Christ consciousness within. And, And what we're doing is we're going internal. We're trying to be more aware of what is going on in our lives and what's going on around us. The other, one of the other myths is that you have to quiet your brain. How many of you can do that? Yeah, not, not too many. Um, it, our brain works the way it works. It's, it's meant to think. It's meant to imagine. It's meant to um, remember things. And so when we focus on the mind, that's when you start seeing all that chatter that you didn't even realize was probably already in your head, that you are being more aware of those thoughts that are coming into your awareness. So most of the day we're thinking unconsciously. 
isn't necessarily a fun fact to share. Um, I think that part of what we do as a spiritual practice is to be more mindful and be more present. And meditation helps us get to that mindfulness. It helps us get to that um, that relaxation and that calm, that space that we want to be in. I notice that when I meditate in the morning, that my day is completely different than if I don't meditate in the morning. If I get up and just start my day and get going, um, I have a pretty hectic day. But if I get up and I drink some water and sit in my spot and do my meditation, even for five minutes, it makes a total difference to how my day goes. I don't know if you've noticed that too, but um, there is a way to get that back too later on in the day. So sometimes when I find myself getting hectic and getting stressed out and full of anxiety, I will take a, a moment to pause and take five minutes to sit in the silence and just think about my thoughts and think about um, peace. And I usually say the word peace because that helps me concentrate on that one thing instead of having everything going around in my head. So, so those are some myths that are pretty prevalent. I'm going to go over here and check out some others. I'm going to be careful because... Oh, I forgot this one. So, how many of you think meditation is hard? Yeah. Meditation doesn't have to be hard. I think part of the reason why we think it's hard is because um, we do think that we have to quiet our mind and we have to stop the thoughts in our head. And, and we don't necessarily have to do that. Um, there are so many different ways to meditate and so many different kinds of meditation. I think you just have to find one that works for you. And there are so many different sources out there that, that the possibilities are endless on, on what works for you and how, it, how you can get yourself uh, to that point of connection and that Christ consciousness. The other myth is kind of the opposite myth from meditation is hard is that meditation is effortless. Some people find that it's really easy to meditate and that it's not supposed to take any effort whatsoever. But what I've found is that you want to be on purpose, that you want to make an effort to get to that state, that, you know, beta, theta, gamma, whatever, well, it's not gamma, but anyway, whatever <laughs> state of, or frequency that you can get to. Um, when you're in meditation. So you want to be conscious of what you're doing and make an effort to come up with time in your day to meditate. Oh, that's another big one. 
I don't have time to meditate. That's a huge one for me. I already told you I skip meditation sometimes because I think I'm too busy and I have too much going on. But um, there's always time to meditate. We spend a lot of time on, well, maybe not unity people. I don't know. You guys are probably okay. But the world around us spends a lot of time on TV and on our smartphones and on our tablets and on our computers. And I know I, I, I do that. I'm on my computer like 12 hours a day because of my job and um, everything else that I do. So I make time for those things that I think are really important. So my thought is that I need to make meditation important to me in some way. That I have to make that conscious effort to want to meditate. Because we all know that there are different benefits. And and John did talk about some of the benefits. But there are so many different reasons why people meditate. It helps lower blood pressure. It helps uh, reduce anxiety and stress. Uh, People that have uh, chronic um, illnesses find that their illnesses are not as exacerbated when they meditate more often. And it doesn't take a long time. You don't have to to meditate for an hour or two. Although if you do, that's really awesome. And I'm sure you're like probably one of the calmest people I know. Um, But what I find is when I get to a state where I don't feel like I'm connected anymore, I can stop for a few minutes and make that connection again. And that's what I think is the most important thing. So if you spend, and I know I did this the other day because I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, I couldn't sleep, and so I went and got my phone out. And I sat there, and I was on my phone for like an hour. And I realized that I could have probably used that time to sit in the stillness and get quiet and get more focused on my presence so that I could go back to sleep. Because what happened was, being on my phone, I was all, like, excited. And I had um, a lot more anxiety about what was going on in my life. So it was after that that I was like, I have to put this down. I have to set time for this. Um, and I know I talked about this a, lo- a long time ago. There was this book called, um, oh, my God, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway, it's oh, Atomic Habits. I don't know if anybody's heard of that by uh, James Clear. Um, he talks about um, the habits that we create and how increasing the habit of doing meditation or doing anything by 1% will give you an exponential benefit. So if you spend five minutes meditation, meditating every day, try six minutes and see how that feels for you. See what that, that benefit is. If you already spend 20 minutes meditating and uh, spend 25 
do a little bit more than you think. I do the same thing with walking because there are walking meditations. So when I, when I walk the labyrinth, I, I focus on one aspect or one um, affirmation that um, helps me and guides me through the labyrinth. Uh, but I do the same thing when I go for a walk um, just to get some exercise. Um, that's what, probably another myth, that, that you have to sit still to do meditation. Because there are so many different kinds of meditation. So walking meditation is one, one really good time, a good kind of meditation. Um, I like to do a um, dancing meditation. I don't know if that's really a thing, but I made it up, so that's what it is. Um, so I'll put on a piece of music that I really enjoy, and I'll put my earbuds in, and I'll turn it on, and I'll just dance for five minutes or however long the song is uh, in my house, but I do it with the intention to raise my vibration and to feel better in that moment. So for me, that's a kind of meditation. So there can be other things that you do that um, you can use as tools to get you into a meditation if you uh, choose to do that. So let's talk a little bit more about the benefits of meditation. So we have mental benefits, like I already talked about, reducing the anxiety, reducing um, feelings of loneliness, depression, sadness. Um, but there's also physical be benefits, like um, it fosters creativity, it increases awareness, it allows you to focus more on the things around you. And then, of course, there's the spiritual aspects, the spiritual benefits. For us in unity, it's becoming one with that consciousness, that Christ consciousness that we all have within us, to, to be connected, not just to ourselves, but to everyone in our peripheral, and to everyone in the world. So when we talk about meditating, we're raising our own consciousness, but at the same time, as we raise our own consciousness, we're raising the consciousness of those around us and of the world. And I think that's a really important thing for some people to understand. It's, it's not selfish to meditate. It's actually a benefit for everyone. So how are you all feeling? Are you guys all uh, ready to meditate now? Yes, okay. Well, we already did it. So we have uh, two times in our service where we actually um, set up meditation. I don't know if everybody knows this, but before service starts, um, at 10.35 to 10.45, we do a 10-minute silent meditation. 
And uh, for me, as a speaker, um, it's a really good way for me to get focused and get centered and be ready for my talk. Um, when I'm a prayer chaplain, it's the, the, the same thing. But um, when I'm just a congregant, when I just come in, which is very rare, but uh, when I come in and just be, I, I want to do that extra 10 minutes of meditation before service starts. So if that's something that um, works out for you, because you're going to be coming anyway, try and come a little early to do that um, as uh, part of your practice. And then, of course, we do a meditation during service every day or every Sunday. And everybody does it a little bit different. That's what I mean about the differences in meditation, that there are so many different kinds. Um, you know, some people like to just sit in the stillness and the quiet. Some people like to have music going on. Um, it's, it's really up to you what works for you. And it doesn't really matter if you think so. so what do I say? How do I want to say this? So I, I have a friend that um, is a really good meditator. I don't know what that means, but it means that they meditate better than I do. And so I guess that's another, another myth that you have to do the meditation a certain way and that your way of doing it doesn't matter. But it does. Every little bit that you do, every moment that you spend in meditation helps guide you, helps center you, helps focus you, and helps get you closer to that Christ consciousness. So I think the other thing um, that I wanted to mention was a quote from Paul Hasselbeck's book. He talks about Meditation is the container in which the possibility of going into the silence exists. And I really like that, that definition. I think it's about that awareness and about trying or having the intention to do it that makes all the difference. And I like that feeling of meditation as a container. It's a tool that we use. It's a technique that we can use to raise our consciousness. But it's not the only way to do it. And, but the studies, you know, science, science has done tremendous studies on meditation and has shown uh, that there are infinite benefits to meditating. And so I encourage you to do so. And I just want to point one other thing out. When I was reading Paul's book, uh, you know, his section on meditation, I found that it talked a little bit about some of the things that I said that we don't need to do in meditation. So no, no offense, Paul. Uh, just um, I thought that it was interesting that what I was reading and what I was finding was just a little bit different, that we could do so much more than just sit with your feet flat on the ground or, or do sitting meditation. You can do a standing meditation. You can do a laying down meditation. There's just all, all different ways to do that. Uh, it's just what is comfortable for you. So 
any questions? All right, well, let's just take a deep breath real quick. Get comfortable as you want. You can lay down if you want. All right. One of the things that I learned is that if you breathe in through your nose, that you're actually getting a deeper breath than if you breathe in through your mouth. So let's take a deep breath in through our nose. And then just let that go. And take another deep breath in through your nose. And then let that go. And I want you to center on one thought. The thought that God is and I am. God is and I am. And if you have any thoughts that come in, just acknowledge them. Don't judge them. Just let them go. Let them pass through. I won't make you deal with that for 20 minutes, but go ahead and take another deep breath. And exhale. And bring your mind back to this center. And even though that was only for like 30 seconds, I hope that it helped you get inspired to work on your own meditation practices. Doesn't have to be hard. It isn't effortless even. But it can be a source of inspiration, creativity, and a source of connection. So meditate on everyone. Thank you. Inspired by something I read by Swami Priyananda. He founded Ananda Village. It was an affirmation.